auditory mind control. For the best graphic design, physical merchandise, and live music promotion, go to www.subliminalsf.com and check out their hilarious t-shirts and super cool bands at clubs and bars all over the Bay Area. Subliminal SF creates amazing flyers, posters, and design for every need. So go now to www.subliminalsf.com and experience what this wonderful local business has to offer. Um, oh, happy hour. What could be happier than 23 comics doing jokes for each other and at a radio listening audience? Puppets, kittens, unicorns, porn maybe? Oh, well, stage time makes them happy, and this super happy comedy open mic is open every Friday from 6 to 8 p.m., but you can also listen anytime by downloading the podcast at Meet New Radio. Tried to muster up energy and I just can't. I'm still hungover. This is a good show today. Uh, it's the sober-ish versus stoned comedy. I can't even look at alcohol right now. I am so not drunk at all. Not like last night. Ooh. Erotic fan fiction. I got to write some erotic fan fiction, and um, I, you know, wrote this piece for Les Misérables, and I thought it was so brilliant. Madame Thenardier, she. Anyways, and this Victor Hugh, I can't even remember. So anyways, I go to this thing, and they give, all they have in the back is whiskey. I'm like, can I get a beer? I've had like, you know, two beers already. I literally like a beer. And they, all they have is whiskey. And I'm like, all right. When in Rome, writers just, I, I, I drank so much whiskey. And then I don't, I don't even remember hearing my story read. <laughs> I was told that at the intermission break, I got up and started singing into the microphone and doing comedy ostensibly, what we could call... It was not good. This tonight will be much better. Coconut water, yay! Breakfast of champions, this is my breakfast. Uh, well, welcome everybody to the show. We should, we're gonna welcome our out of town guests driving 12 hours all the way from Portland. Give them a hand, clap wildly. Jamie's gonna be on the show tonight. Uh, excited that they're up here, uh, crazy. For the, oh, I got jokes, I promise. I got stuff. Uh, I threw up a lot today and it made me uh, think a lot about uh, Melania Trump. Um, no, it did because I feel like I'm gonna miss Michelle so much. And I really respected her for her whole stance on fat kids, you know, like just not shaming them, but making them work out and stuff. And I really liked that that was her like, thing that she did and what's Melania going to do and I think she's going to pick right up where Michelle left off and she's going to champion bulimia because no one listens to fat kids right like that's what but at least her it's like be skinny and pretty ladies otherwise no one will ever listen to you and <laughs> listen to the first lady yay listen to me the accent, I can't do her accent but I think she's going to champion bulimia also because it's really good uh, for the economy because you eat four times as much food, right? But then I think she's also gonna start championing um, 
you know, the environment. So she's going to get kids to vomit into the compost <laughs> because then you can use that food again to make more food. It's like a consumer thing, I think. I'm excited to get behind whatever she's interested in. Uh, you know, because she's, I'm 42, she's 43. Uh, and I just wonder, you know, how long till she's not hot enough and he just trades her in for another, like, newer, younger model. It's, um, like cars. Women are like cars, right? They've got, you just put them, you just move that stick shift and put them in gear and put them, I don't know, car metaphors. Car 54, where are you? Uh, I don't even know what that's from. <laughs> that just came from the aliens. Like, I think I just got like a TV, old TV. T I'm picking up like UHF or something. Like I'm, blah. That's what happens when you vomit all day. Like hallucinating with the cat. I, I actually followed the cat around today. I spent a lot of time on the ground. And I realized, <laughs> but he's, he has this place he sleeps by the radiator. And I was like, he is so smart. And so I couldn't get clothes on, so I like went like over the radiator and I like laid with him on the ground and then, yeah, it was a beautiful morning. <laughs> it was really bonding with, I love my cat a lot. Like, um, he loves this blanket that I love too, but he loves it in a way like it's his masturbation blanket. Like he literally, every time we fold it up in a certain way, he runs up to it and he like starts doing this thing. Like it's really, he gets like really intense. It's kind of like when I'm masturbating, like kind of the way I like, but he's kind of really intense. He starts to shake. And so what I like to do is I like to flip him over on his back and I like to see his little kitty crayon, you know, come out because it's so cute, so tiny. And, and then this bead of wetness will come to the end of his kitty crayon and then it just, you know, lands. Do you know what cat cum smells like? Nothing. It smells like nothing. It's really, it's, he doesn't have balls. It's just like liquid. It's just like weird. I mean, it's, he's pretty clean. He cleans himself. He cleans his dick quite a bit. But that's the thing. He doesn't masturbate with his mouth. He masturbates. Cats' tongues must be really rough if they have the opportunity to lick their own penis, but they don't. Right? Because it's, that would hurt, I guess. <laughs> like, they have like sandpaper tongues. Uh, that's why you never hear about men masturbating with their cats, with their dogs. You hear lots of, you know, like the urban myths, like, uh, he put peanut butter on his dick or on his balls and the dog looked there really close. Is that a frat boy trick? I don't know who does that. But there's all those stories. I mean, when I was in high school, what was her name? It was Sharon something. And for some reason, everyone said that she had put... Um, uh, food, uh, some sort of food thing in her in her pussy and let the dog eat it. And it was just this terrible rumor that ran around. I'm sure it wasn't true. This is how we treat women in the, the 90s. <laughs> like, <laughs> just mercilessly make fun of them in high school. Uh, and then maybe they'll just, you know, become bulimic and then be skinny and pretty someday. And, and then someone will love them. Yay! <laughs> anybody, else, anybody else have daddy issues? Anybody else still believe in God? <laughs> Dear Heavenly Father, help me write jokes, please. Does anybody, does anybody still pray? I just pray to the porcelain God. I, won't even, I wouldn't even do it today. I wouldn't even get on my knees. I was like, I will not bend to you, hangover. I, be I bent to it. I wouldn't bow to it. Maybe that's a little different. It was like a trying to, oh, God. Years of practice, though. I was a bulimic for like 12 years. So I couldn't really clean up that toilet with the toilet paper. And you just get it all around. Gross. It's actually funny when I was staring at the toilet today, puking into it. Like, I was looking at the bottom of the toilet and I was like, 
this is such a familiar memory to me. Like, it's almost like, like coming home again. Like, it feels like sort of good because I spent so much time, you know, puking into toilets in high school in those formative years. So when I look at that, I'm like, there's something that reminds me of something there. Welcome! I was burning time just until you guys got here. Yes! You can sit anywhere you want. We can move things. You can go in for the side views. I can move. I can move over so you can sit there if you guys want to be on like the corner. Unless, okay, we'll move the light. Yay! Yay! So, um... This is the, I already smoked so much weed too, so it's not even fair, because uh, I'm not, I'm just not drunk, that kind of sober. But so this is the Sober versus Stone show, so all the comedians are gonna do 10 minutes of jokes, and then I've got these fat joints that I rolled today, it's some green butt, and then they're gonna go outside and smoke their J while another comedian comes up, and then they're gonna come back and do a set right away for you guys. So it's gonna be, we're gonna see what happens, burn one down. Everybody remember Ben Harper? I like that guy. He's great. Uh, all right. Well, we sing a song here, too. And if you know how it goes, sing along. And if you don't, you'll figure it out. It's no big deal. M-U-T-I-N-Y. Comedy. Clubhouse. Comedy. Clubhouse. Comedy. Clubhouse. Together we will bring our jokes up high. High, high, high. It's that white Wookiee. M-U-T-I-N-Y, comedy clubhouse. You want to come inside my clubhouse? Yay! You can clap your hands for that. Come inside my clubhouse. Yay! Uh, we have an awesome show for you guys tonight. I'm really excited to get it started with some great stoners. Uh, your first great stoner can be seen all over the Bay Area. Uh, and he is a super stoner and a very funny man. You guys are going to love him. Put your hands together for Casey Scannell! Yeah! Hey, keep it going for Pam, guys. Uh, I had such a... It's a similar story. I had a girl in uh, middle school who was known for sticking something up there, too. She stuck a pager up there, apparently. And we put it on, put it on vibrate for real. But we never called her any names. Just anytime she walked by, just. It's true. Anyway, guys, happy December. It's uh, it's Christmas time now. You know, I always think of the time I was sat down and told the truth about Santa for the first time. But I'm still kind of skeptical. I don't know. Like you mean to tell me all those years, all those Christmases, it was just my mom and my dad flying around the world giving gifts to little boys and girls. Seems implausible. Some things about Christmas are just stupid, like snowmen. They don't make any sense to me. The only thing they have to do to survive is stay cold. Yet every snowman I've ever seen is wearing a scarf. <laughs> Smoking a pipe. Doesn't make sense. Frosty, why do you have that flame near your frigid lips, bud? If you're trying to live. I mean, if snowmen were smart, they'd all be naked and vaping. If you think about it. Um, Christmas music is also very stupid, but I don't even want to talk about that. Let's talk about real music. Does anybody here like country music? Good. Because country music sucks the devil's dick. It's really, t it's just so unoriginal. They always talk about all the same things. The farmland, you know, their true love, getting drunk on moonshine down by the creek. It's just not very relatable. It's just, it's like Amish R&B really, if you break it down. It's pretty boring. 
Anybody here like dubstep music? Good. That shit sucks too. Dubstep kind of sounds like a dial-up modem is trying to rape a fax machine mid-skydive. Bunch of non-consensual beeps and boops. And if you think about it, jazz is kind of like dubstep for your dad. Same pattern, different instruments. Um, I don't have a child, but I have a dog. And he's my little furry son. I love him so much. He makes me feel the same kind of pride a parent does. Like, he does it all the time. Like, for instance, I saw him this morning fart himself awake. And I was just, oh, chip off the old block type moment. Really made me happy. There's something about walking my dog in the middle of a bright, sunny day that really helps me feel unemployed. <laughs> Anybody else rocking that midday bummer on the regular? Just me. I don't mind um, when my dog licks his butthole, I don't. It's all the loud, enjoyable swallows that <laughs> kind of are perturbing. Um, so I'm a piece of, piece of garbage. I hate my body. I'm a big albino pilot, albino pilot trash. I, do. I mean, if I were to take my shirt off, my body would look like a, a half-filled water balloon that was gently dunked into pancake batter. Just very round, lumpy, super buoyant, guys. I could float like a bitch. It's impressive. You know, my body kind of looks like a melting tapioca snowman under these clothes. It's a real, real issue. Trying to solve it. It's a problem. I am losing some weight, writing down the things that are working for me. Gonna put them into a book for people in my similar situation. It's coming out soon. It's called Fuck It, Grow a Neckbeard. It, it is the wispiest way to weight loss, guys. It's just simple. So easy. You don't have to do anything. Just wait. I'm also very pasty, guys. I'm sickly white. I'm so white that no matter what we're talking about, no matter the topic of conversation, I'm going to pale in comparison. <laughs> Wordplay. Uh, I'm 30 years old now. Give it up for being 30 because everything hurts and I need support. Uh, I spent my birthday in Portland. I don't know if you guys have ever been to Portland. Dope place. You guys from Portland, right? Someone here is from Portland? I love it there, man. Portland's like if all the cool rollerblade stores from the 90s got together and decided to build some streets. <laughs> Little city council. It's awesome. I love it. PDX in a nutshell right there. I got really drunk on my birthday, hitting up a bunch of the bars, breweries out there, rounding out my night by doing some drunken skinny dipping in an Uber pool. You ever done that one? Easy way to make friends, easier way to make enemies. Literal touch and go on that one. Um, growing up, my sister used to tease me all the time, call me names. She used to call me spare tire. Mm -hmm. Not because I had a gut or anything like that. She just loved to lock me in the trunk of the car. It was her absolute favorite. What are you going to do? Kids will be kids and... She's a bitch. She's a cold-hearted bitch. We still keep in touch, though, from time to time. She'll call me, but mostly just to complain about her new roommate. You know? And after a while, I'm just like, listen, this is not my problem. All right? Nobody asked you to live with diabetes. You can get out of that lease anytime you want, sis. I'll help you move. I want my sister dead, guys. That's the bottom line here. She got married this summer. True story. 
Um, she got married to this little pipsqueak of a guy, pissant, real mean face. He looks like the Notre Dame mascot, if you've ever seen him. <laughs> For real. He looks like he's going to be nothing but abusive to my sister throughout their entire marriage. And really, I know I've said some things tonight, but that is like the one and only thing I like about him. So... <laughs> Really hoping he can take her down a peg or two. Lord knows I've tried, but Satan's tough to beat. Ask Jesus. He'll tell you the same thing. Um, anybody here live in a place with really thin walls? Like you can hear everything? Fucking sucks, man. The walls in my apartment are so thin, I have to cross the street just to keep my farts anonymous. It's true. Uh, I live below a young Latin couple. Super nice people. Incredibly polite to me, but I feel like they fucking hate each other. They fight all the time. Whenever I hear them argue, though, it doesn't bum me out. It just sounds like an underwater telenovela. <laughs> it's pretty entertaining during some otherwise boring poopies. <laughs> um, you guys, I drive for Lyft. Yeah, I do. I think the best part about Lyft is everyone's genuine concern with how my day is going. That's fun. Uh, I drive for Lyft in the East Bay. That's where I live. That's how I make ends meet. Um, and I drive through Oakland all the time, every day. Uh, and driving through Oakland so much, I've learned a very valuable life lesson. Um, when it comes to coughing hella loud and super gross in public, old Asian people got that game on lock. <laughs> or on hawk, I should say, because hoo-hoo, dude. These bastards, they're going to york up anything, anytime, anywhere with confidence, you know, bravado, a spit-like-nobody's-watching approach to life. It's dope. I really like it. I was at a stoplight just the other day. I heard some hacking going on. Turned my head. Sure enough, an old, ancient Asian woman, easily in her upper hundreds, okay? Spying like a gnarled candy cane. Not long for this world, guys. Coughing, shaking, eyes are bugging out. Two seconds go by. I swear to God this happened. She rears back. She coughed up a bird, guys. Hacked up a live pigeon. That thing was flicking phlegm off its wings all the way down 12th Street. Slid into Bart like a hero. It was beautiful. So if you haven't been to Oakland in a while, go. Because if you're like me, you're going to learn a life lesson. But at the very least, I guarantee, nay, I promise, you can see a snot-covered bird fly out of an elderly woman's skull. And I think that is worth the price across the bridge, guys. <laughs> pretty dope. Hey, if I ever catch a terrorist, and I know we're all hoping that I do, I'm not going to turn him into the government. I don't want him locked up, waterboarded. Fuck that noise. Too easy. going to make that ISIS son of a bitch sit right the hell down, and finally, once and for all, I'm going to force him to teach hashtags to my dad. Because I don't know if you've done that. That's some torturous shit. I've lost far and many Sunday doing that. I want to feel hashtag blessed, guys. Um, hey, guys, if I ever find myself in the witness relocation program, and I know we're all hoping I do after this piece of shit set, I want to be uh, relocated to Mexico. You see, I, I want to start my life anew as a transgendered country western superstar known as Arriba McIntyre. It's always been my dream. Me sueño. Should always follow your sueños, niños. Thank you so much. I'm going to go get high now, I think. Yay!
There we go. Oh, there we go. That's how microphones work. Fuck yeah. All right. Now we're going. Uh, you guys, you guys want to hear a thing about me? I'm sure you do. Um, I have a, I have a pet crab named um, Simon Chang, and uh, every time, every time I can make a sandwich for myself, uh, I'll cut off, cut off the edges of the sandwich, uh, and give it to him. He's a crustacean. <laughs> I'm not high yet. I'm not high yet. <laughs> I just suck. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, uh, here's the thing. My favorite sport is ping pong because uh, I'm an awkward white guy and my arms are like a little too long. <laughs> it's just like down here. Uh, but I play a lot of ping pong and uh, I learned a thing the other day. I learned that British people are really shitty at ping pong. And I learned this because my roommate's British. Uh, played ping pong with him, and like it's not that he was bad; he's totally fine. It's uh, what British people call ping pong. I don't know if you know, you guys know this, but um, so you know, ping pong was originally called table tennis. Makes sense why it would be called that. And then the Chinese named it ping pong because like those are the sounds the sounds that it makes <laughs> when, when you hit the ball in the game ping pong. <laughs> so uh, here's how I know British people suck at ping pong. Uh, they call it whiff waff. <laughs> those aren't those aren't the noises you should be hearing <laughs> if you're at all competent at ping pong. <laughs> a lot of you guys probably think I'm making this up because it sounds fucking made up. <laughs> um, I'm not. You can Google it. British people actually do this shit all the time. Like uh, I also realized, uh, found out recently that British people are really bad at sex because uh, one time my roommate referred to it as bonking. <laughs> It's like, dude, don't, don't do that to yourself. <laughs> it's pretty clear what's supposed to be going on. You're, you're doing something wrong. I don't know. Uh, I, I don't. Do you guys? You look like you, you look like you read a lot. Do you like to read? Not at all. Oh, okay. <laughs> all right, got that one fucking wrong. What about you? You like to read? All right, what's your, what's your favorite book? Uh, oh, by um. Oh, fuck yeah. He's he's really good at those. Um, I don't like to read that much. I I wouldn't probably read Midsummer Night's Dream because here's my thing. Like a picture is worth a thousand words, right? And so a season of like Malcolm in the Middle is like 38 million words. <laughs> so I don't, I don't read, but good for you. Uh, I like to seem... I like to... See <laughs> yeah, I'm just... She's a, she's a good person. Uh... I like to seem like I read a lot, though. So when if if somebody were to ask me what my favorite book is, uh, I'll say Jane Eyre, because it's like a it's a pretty smart book. Um, but I haven't I haven't read Jane Eyre. So sometimes people are assholes and like to ask me follow up questions like, uh, so Pete, what's um what's your favorite part of the book Jane Eyre? Because I don't know the plot. Um, what I do is I pretend the plot of the book Jane Eyre is the plot of Jurassic Park. Um, but then instead of saying dinosaurs, I'll say Jane Eyre. So I'll be like, well, my favorite part of the book, Jane Eyre, has got to be when they extract the Jane Eyre DNA from the mosquito, <laughs> populate the island with all the Jane Eyres. Either that or when the Jane Eyres break out of the electric fence and kill Newman from Seinfeld. <laughs> Turns out not that many people have read Jane Eyre. <laughs> Everyone always agrees with me. They're like, yeah, <laughs> those parts were awesome. <laughs> Best book ever. Uh, what, are you, what are y'all's names? What are you two... You three guys' names. Okay, Tyler. 
Oh, all right, cool. Uh, do you guys do you guys nobody anybody named Dan? Do you, you Tyler? You know somebody named Dan? Fuck yeah! What do you think of him? Kind of a scumbag. Yeah, it's always easy to tell. It's always easy to tell when somebody you know you were a little more upfront about it. Some people are lukewarm on the Dans in their life. It's always easy to tell because if you like a Dan, you say he's the man. You know. And that's why I figured it'd be pretty tough to be named Dan if you're not the man, because then ever you'll you'll always know when somebody hates you. <laughs> what about uh, what about Carl Tyler? You got anybody from high school named Carl? Okay, I just th I just think it'd be really shitty to be named Carl, <laughs> kind of regardless if people like you or not. <laughs> They're not gonna because your name's Carl. You guys know you guys know Jesus like um like from religion? Yeah, he's a guy. Um <laughs> I think I think Jesus had kind of a fun birth story. Uh, that's what I'm gonna talk you know. Um is what I'm gonna talk about because we all know how, how how it all happened. You got Virgin Mary, Jesus in the stomach, goes up to the hotel and she goes up to the front desk and is like, uh, hey, so I saw the no vacancy sign, but uh, this is about to happen like any second. Uh, probably the son of God, if you give a shit. Uh, where can I where can I pop this fucker out? And the, uh, the front desk guy is like, well, um, you know, we really try to respect the privacy of our guests, but uh, we got a manger out back. You could use that. And she's like, all right, well, uh, I don't know what the fuck a manger is because the Bible's not out yet. <laughs> But let's go see what I'm giving birth in. And uh, so they go out back. You guys know what happens. Jesus. Um, just like that. Virgin Mary is very talented. Uh, and she gets, Jesus gets three three wise men uh, come give him presents for his birthday. Very considerate. Uh, the first two guys do a really shitty job because uh, they get him frankincense and myrrh. <laughs> You know, like things that you give a child for their birthday. <laughs> uh, but the third guy was a real asshole. His name was probably like Todd or something. Because <laughs> he comes in after these two guys and he's like, all right, so I know we said $10 maximum, but I got you this gold. And Virgin Mary, and, 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 and what I like about this, what I like about this is that the Bible never specifies what form the gold comes in. So I like to imagine that Todd gave Jesus a gold cross because <laughs> it's Jesus, <laughs> you know? Um, and, and, and Virgin Mary takes it and is like, what the fuck, Todd? Why'd you get my son a gold, the letter T? And he's like, it's T for Todd. And she's like, you're an idiot. You spell your name with a lowercase T? And he's like, yeah, it's Todd style. <laughs> I don't know. We got, Tyler, you like coffee? Sorry, you're just in the hot chair. I'm going to keep talking to you. If that's all right, you're a friendly guy. Really? Oh. Oh. Yeah, I'm not going to, like, make fun of you or anything. You're just missing out. That's fine. Uh, I find, I, I drink a good amount of coffee. I find that the phrase, uh, once you go black, you don't go back, isn't true with coffee. <laughs> like, uh, like, lattes are pretty good. <laughs> Like a, like a frappuccino, depending on the weather, maybe. <coughs> Tyler wouldn't know. Sorry. Sorry. Guys, I'm like, uh, so it's not November anymore. Casey, Casey mentioned that. Uh, which is, uh, 
Uh, November, you all know, No Shave November. Uh, this is a fun thing. Uh, for those of you who don't know what that is, it's when during the month of November, uh, men grow their facial hair out and, uh, and prostate cancer actually goes away. <laughs> it, just, it just does. <laughs> and then everything's fine for a month. Um, I did No Shave November this past month, and I learned a thing uh, about myself. I learned that you should never shave your mustache for anyone, right? Right? That, that woman's child. <laughs> He's, he's her child. We figured that out earlier. Um, and here's, here's why you should never shave your mustache for anyone. So I had this kind of fork in the road day where I'd been, you know, I'd been growing a gnarly mustache. I looked like shit. I looked like, um, like if Pablo Escobar leaned over a big ass candle, <laughs> like, like, you know, like that kind of vibe going on. Uh, I had this fork in the road day where I had two things going on where you, you probably shouldn't look like that. Uh, the first thing was I, uh, I had a job interview and then I was going to meet up with a girl, uh, later that night. And, uh, yeah. So, Oh no. Yeah. You know, you know, it's up. Um, you would pull it off though. You'd pull it off. You look great. Um, so ended up not getting the job and, uh, the girl canceled on me. And, uh, that's how I learned that Jessica is a piece of shit person. <laughs> we were supposed to meet up at seven. She texted me at six fifty two. Like I wouldn't already like have her collared shirt on by then. And then that fucking sucks. Cause you, you have to like, you know, walk by your roommate and he's like, Hey Pete, uh, what are you all looking so dressed up for? My roommate's British. And I'm like, I, I'm not good at, you know, I, I, and then I'm embarrassed. I'm not good at speaking on my feet. So I'll be like, <laughs> I'm going to go feed my pet crab. <laughs> all right, everybody. That's my time. Give it up your host, Pam Benjamin. I'm going to go get high. <laughs> and everyone going out to get high yeah and he's back are you high all right let's see what happens put your hands together everybody for casey skinnell yeah i'm high i'm drinking a little bit some people call it cross-faded i call it just right i love weed guys fucking love it. I'm so comfy right now. It's my shit. You know? Mm. I only smoke weed, though. I drink and smoke weed. That's it. I don't do pills or heroin, but if any of that shit feels like how it feels when you rub your eyes in the shower, count me in. Shoot me up. Do whatever you do. Only time you're going to see me drop acid is if I run through a slippery laboratory, Pam. So I do some stupid shit when I'm high. I can admit that. I think we all can. I was stoned out of my gourd recently. I went to a drive-thru, put my order in, went to the window. I paid, and I just took off without my food. Left like a fucking high guy. Couldn't have been happier on the drive home. (laughs) So stupid. Now, I went back to try to explain myself. They didn't believe me. They They didn't buy my story for a second. I get it. I understand. You know, to be fair, I did go back two weeks later to a totally different Burger King. Still thought it might be worth a Whopper June. Chicken, chicken tendy King's treat? No. Anybody here feel like they're too generous with their weed, always letting strangers in on their session, giving away nugs to people they just met? Not a setup. Looking for a friend, guys. Looking for a buddy. <laughs> uh, fun. I like to smoke all the time. I do. But I prefer to smoke in the morning. I like to wake and bake, guys. That's my jam and my jelly. I like to wake and bake because 
I figured what better way to round out a solid eight hours of sleep than with a nice nap. <laughs> Comfiest way to start the day, Pam. Fun fact, the only difference between a weed nap and a sex nap is with a weed nap, only my parents are disappointed. So, <laughs> do the math on that one, guys. I'm bad at sex. <laughs> no clue what I'm doing. I know this for a fact because every woman I've ever slept with has had to finish herself off at the end. Yeah, and after like the fourth or fifth suicide, I was like, shit! <laughs> My dick game is weak, son. <laughs> Ladies, apparently I don't make love, I make mistakes. <laughs> Lo siento. Um, they say you should enjoy your youth while you still can, but I say that is just terrible advice to give a pedophile. Damn near encouragement, guys. <laughs> if you're one of those people that uses the word details instead of details, you can suck my penis. <laughs> Fancy little bitch. I don't know why they're referred to as facials. Shouldn't they just be called baby showers? <laughs> Call me crazy, guys. Call me paranoid, but I think conspiracy theorists are only in it for the pussy. Mm, I'm a truther. I want to open up a chain of tropical footwear stores and hire nothing but overconfident employees. I'm going to call it, nothing we can't sandal. <laughs> Why is it called bacon and not hamstrings? I just am curious. Uh, if you've ever seen a woman do a half-decent Owen Wilson impression, you've also seen that woman do a perfect Jennifer Aniston impression. It's just a bunch of whore, whore you know? Um, gotta get to do, do, do. Oh, hey, if you could be any animal, what would you be? That's cool. That's cool. Pam? Oh, you know what I would be? The little piggy that had roast beef. You see, this guy had to figure it out. First piggy went to the market, presumably to get me more goddamn roasted beef. This little piggy stayed home. What's he doing? I'm suspicious. Better not touch my beef. This little piggy ate roast beef. That's me. I earned it. I work hard. I'm a pig. This little piggy had none, and he won't. He's just going to watch me enjoy it. Fuck him. His name's Travis. He doesn't pay rent. <laughs> we all hate him. Don't worry. And this little piggy went wee, wee, wee all the way back to his roast beefless house. So do you guys see why it's the best to be the roast beef uh, pig? I'm dumb, guys. I'm a dumb person. For years, every year, or for years, every year, whenever I would see uh, the words oil embargo, I just thought it was a discount on Mexican gas. I'm dumb. For years, I thought custard was just short for cool mustard. <laughs> like Those donuts must be badass. <laughs> uh, he was just talking about coffee, so I'm going to talk about it too. You don't like it. Coffee's whatever. It's fine. 
Give me a cup of something that vaguely tastes like a melted donut. Happy. No complaints for me. I just don't like people that take it too seriously. You know, coffee snobs? Fuck those people. For those of you who don't know, coffee snobs are basically hipsters who are very particular about where their diarrhea comes from. And I just think that's... I think it's silly. Because if you ask me, guys, I like my coffee. <laughs> I like my coffee like I like my women. Handed to me by a bearded man in an apron. Guys, I like my coffee... Like I like my women. Spilled on my lap in the middle of traffic. Guys, I like my coffee. Like I like my women, okay? Overpriced and full of beans. Guys, one more. <laughs> I like my coffee. Like I like my women, all right? Ice cold with my name is spelled on her chest. That's boo. That's pay for life. You guys, uh, you guys ever take a shit so big, as soon as that darn dookie was done, you waddled on over to the bathroom mirror, check out your profile, see how much weight you lost? <laughs> no, it's 2016, that's why you buy a scale. <laughs> I get it. Uh, hey, be honest with this next one. Buy applause, be fucking honest. How many people here pee in the shower? <laughs> Thank you. I think it's fine, guys. I think it's totally normal. I pee in the shower. In fact, you show me one person that says they don't pee in the shower, and I'll show you the guy that got me kicked out of the gym. <laughs> Fucking Steve. He's looking at dicks, but I have to go. It's like... <laughs> don't make sense. Uh, how am I doing on time? Oh, my God. Well... Uh, when I'm high, I like to go to a bunch of different places to eat. Anybody here like Jack in the Box? That's the go-to mostly, right? Oh, it's good. It tastes good going in, but who boy, on the way out. If, uh, if I could describe it, my farts after Jack in the Box smell like microwave low tide. Yeah. If hot beige was a smell, Pam. It's not good. Not good. Um, in and out People like In-N-Out? In-N-Out's delicious. The burgers are good, but the fries, guys. False. In-N-Out fries are a lot like sex with me, okay? It's a good idea on paper, solid plan, but when you actually get it, it's disappointingly bland or far too salty. It's not good. Most people like to go through the drive-thru and In-N-Out. I like to walk in. I like getting my burgers from a place that look like a bathroom behind an ice cream parlor. That's my kind of burger vibe. Um, hmm. So I had a really rough morning today. Really rude awakening for me. Yeah. I woke up, I went to the bathroom, guys, and I found my first gray pubic hair. First one in my life. It was a bummer. Those odds are deserved. The weird thing was, it was in my mouth and my grandpa cannot stop laughing. But hey, <laughs> if Pappy's happy, I'm happy. And I'm fucking stoked because I'm super high. And that's it for me, guys. I'm Casey Scannell. Give it up for Pam because she's awesome. Casey Scannell. He was very high. Yay. Yay. 
Uh, all right. We got the lady of the hour here. Yeah. All the way from the northern hinterlands. Uh, driving down just for you guys. It's an exciting day. Hey, we learned a lot about poo. Uh, and we're going to see. <laughs> I don't think I've ever known so much about. Uh, there we go. It's, I have poop jokes, too. I'm sorry. Uh, but our, our next comedian is, I'm so excited. Why did I talk about this? I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm still, I need to go get higher because I'm like, ah! Put your hands together, everybody. Jamie Loftus! Yay! Oh, guys, I know that the weed set is supposed to be the weird one, but I'm so nervous to smoke this weed. <laughs> that this is gonna be the dicey one. I don't know if you can tell from looking at me, but I played the oboe for 12 years. <laughs> Which is not only an excellent form of uh, teenage birth control, but also no one offers you weed. <laughs> I'm extremely late to the game here and I will be fucking decimated. Uh, and I'm a very nervous person too, and, and I, I get freaked out. It doesn't calm me down. I'm the least suited person to this show ever, really. Because <laughs> I have less than zero chill. I have sub-zero chill. Um, anyway, how are you guys? Are you guys good? Okay, good. Uh, I'm having a good day today. I'm having one of those days where you wake up in the morning and like you know exactly what you want to do with your day. So you're like, oh, it's a visit my mom kind of day, or oh, it's a give in to the elder, uh, the sexual demands of my elderly neighbor kind of day sometimes. And you'll know when it's the day. It's a very, you can feel it. Uh, or this morning I woke up and I was like, oh, it's like a masturbate to the Frost Nixon interviews kind of day. <laughs> and gang, boy, was it, you know? Just wake up, rowing out to a national trader. Let's get to work. Like, let's do it. I'm ready to do a spreadsheet. But I'm, I'm good. Uh, yeah, I, I was just in Portland for a week, and I have never felt safer in a city in my entire life because, like, the strongest man in Portland, I could kill using only my legs, for sure. <laughs> just get him in there and panini press him in there. <laughs> the strongest, most dangerous man in Portland. Uh, I'm from uh, Massachusetts originally. I'm very proud of that fact. That's the last state in this great country where the female orgasm is still illegal. So that's good. I've never, ever come in my home state ever. And not for like lack of effort on anyone's part, but uh, because I can't afford the king's tariff that comes with that. Uh, action in that particular state. It's a tough state to climax in. That's why everyone's so mean. Uh, I, uh, I, I usually, I, I was really excited actually, Pam, that there like is not like a green room situation here because nothing like freaks me out more than a green room. I don't function well in them. It's where comments go before the show and they sit and we all have Asperger's and it's hard. <laughs> it's just... I'm not good at initiating that, you know? And uh, so I, w I was relieved, but I recently consulted my therapist uh, uh, and he gave me some pretty cool uh, like conversation starters to use in the green room to like calm me down. Uh, so here's my favorite one. I didn't get to use it tonight. Okay. Hi. My therapist gave me a list of conversation starters. <laughs> so that I don't have a panic attack and throw up on you in the green room. 
hi, I'm Jamie, please kill me, you know? <laughs> and I've made a lot of really close friends using that line, that's good. But there was, I really, like, I, I take his advice very seriously, because he's all I have, and he, he recently told me, he's like, Jamie, I think you should date someone who's, like, older than you. I was like, oh, okay, but if someone starts describing the 1980s to me, I will flip out. <laughs> well, snap immediately. Don't tell me about the 1980s. I miss them on purpose. <laughs> like, hey, Jamie, you heard of Bananarama? Get out of my house. You can't. <laughs> we don't talk about that in this house. This is a limp biscuit house. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Where was that going? Uh, <laughs> um, but uh, anyways, uh, wait, what, wait, what was I talking? Phil, help. What was I I had the edible. <laughs> oh, right there was. Oh, yeah, he's the best. He's a handsome gay doctor. Uh, <laughs> not fair. Like, we should all be that, you know? <laughs> That's like the peak of what you can do. Uh, but he, he uh, has recommended a lot of stuff. He put me on some weird new medication uh, that has like these like, I mean, it's working, but it's just weird side effects like uh, dreaming about spooning your little brother side effects, you know? <laughs> just a real close snuggle. I'm the big spoon because I'm the eldest. <laughs> And in the dream, we wake up, and we're assessing the situation, and we're trying to decide if we're going to have sex or not, I guess. And then, and then we turn to our right, and beside us in bed is every man I've ever dated, ever. <laughs> Naked and hard. And they turn to my brother and I, and they say in unison, this is fine. <laughs> And then I piss myself and then I wake up. It's a good dream. <laughs> like the medicine's working, loving it. I, uh, I recently uh, broke a Guinness World Record, which was really exciting um, and like a weird distinction to have. So for context, uh, I just became single for the first time uh, in, a, in a long time because I was uh, cheated on by a prop comedian. Oh no. <laughs> I do feel like every time I start that, they're like, oh, that's the beginning of a joke with a lot of puns. And I'm like, nope, that's just a statement of fact. That is what happened. But the, the record I broke is I am the first American woman to ever uh, be broken up with and cheated on by a professional clown and a prop comedian. <laughs> it's amazing. You get a $50 Amazon gift card and you are legally never allowed to fuck again. And that's how that generally pans out. Uh, but it's, it's good, like it, it's, it's good to be single, just kidding, of course. But uh, it, it's interesting because it's like I'm trying to learn stuff, you know, and try to figure out stuff. Like I recently figured out I'm like a taller lady and I recently figured out like the advantages of the short man. Because first of all, <laughs> we've got some short men in the house tonight. <laughs> that will be the only crowd work I do. I don't, <laughs> I can't look at anybody. Okay. 
Uh, but the, the short man is like an amazing uh, sexual partner because first of all, they're so scared of you, you know? <laughs> because again, I could just kill him with my legs, you know? <laughs> If he tries anything fishy. So they try real hard. And I found out uh, because I'm like taller than them, if I can like arrange myself a certain way during sex, it's like having sex with nobody. <laughs> it's like <laughs> amazing. You can just like stare at the ceiling and like think about a British actor of your choice. <laughs> and it's good. Uh, they're sweet, you know. <laughs> They're my sweet little boys, and I love them. Um, yeah, but I, uh, I, I've always, I've never been like particularly good at uh, sex things. Uh, the, you know, the moves, the dances, the, the pokes, and all the other stuff. I've had sex. I'm not a virgin. Okay. Uh, but I, when I was younger, uh, I, I sort of like went into uh, sexual interactions with a lot of confidence, which didn't make sense because I had never seen porn before. I had no idea what I was doing. Like my, my parents set up uh, like that Norton antivirus wall and I just never fought it. I was like, all right, <laughs> just gonna finger bang myself to neopets.com and that's gonna be it, <laughs> you know? And then one day I'll get my back brace off and then I'll kiss a boy, you know? <laughs> and so it was, that is how this story goes. But uh, yeah, I, I, uh, I didn't know what I was doing. So like everything, I was learning everything in real time, uh, which is unfortunate for the first person I ever gave a hand job to. Uh, and uh, I, I'll walk you through what I did if you've never given a hand job. Uh, no shame in that. I've never enjoyed administering one. Uh, but if you've never given one, uh, I, can, I can sort of walk you through it and I will let you know uh, where I go wrong. Okay. So first, actually, uh, I can't tell you this person's name, but I can tell you his AAM screen name, uh, which is Barry Sack Sex God. Pretty cool, right? <laughs> Because like, okay, okay, because he was like the baritone sax player and I was the oboe player. Woodwind shouldn't be dating. Like, <laughs> so it was, it was like a really dangerous union. So, <laughs> but I did. I was like, I'm going to touch his dick and then something's going to happen. And so here's what I, I thought you'd do. And I'll let you know when I'm wrong, I go wrong. Step one, take the penis in your hand. This is correct. <laughs> So far, so good. Uh, step two, things get dicey, right? Step two, I thought, was squeeze as hard as you can until your fist shakes, okay? Hold it there for a while, and then go to step three, also wrong. Pull upwards as hard as you can until the skin nearly breaks. And if it does, you're doing good, Jamie, okay? Step four, I thought, was uh, repeat this motion for as long as you can, and then it would end at some point. I didn't know how, how it would end, but I don't like spoilers, so it would be, be good. Uh, and I did this to a human man for a couple minutes in 2008, and uh, eventually he was very nice about it. He was like moaning, and what I assumed was ecstasy. It was actually quite a bit of pain. And 
eventually he like put his hand on mine and he was like, Jamie, I'm going to tell you something right now that isn't just going to change my life short term. (laughs) (laughs) But could very well change the lives of other men after me, right? And I'm a 15-year-old girl. That's the last thing you tell a 15-year-old girl when it's her first boyfriend, right? So I was like, oh, no, 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 no. Like, we're getting married tonight, you know? <laughs> Why else would I touch a penis? Gross. And <laughs> but uh, anyways, and then I did what I thought step five was, which is just yank the penis off and uh, throw it at the wall and see if it sticks like spaghetti, you know? <laughs> And fortunately, that is how you administer a a successful hand job. Uh, And that's me. Okay, bye. Jamie Loftus, go smoke that weed. Smoke it. She's going to go out and smoke. And nobody enjoys hand jobs. I totally agree with you. I don't think, and nobody, I don't think guys even, I don't know how to do them either. You got to spit. I don't like spitting on, uh, anyways. Uh, all right, your next comedian, he's back inside for his second set. Yeah, he's high. Put your hands together, everybody, for Peter Bronson. Yeah. Away. Uh, <laughs> who here likes nut butter? <laughs> Make some noise for nut butter. <laughs> Uh, my favorite nut butter is peen. <laughs> I'm doing these these ones. <laughs> I'm not going to be clever. Uh, I was at work the other day, uh, and I was talking to Randy, because Randy's a guy at work, and... Um, and uh, he asked me, he asked me, hey Pete, do you want to go on the company retreat? And I s- that rhymed. Oops, I didn't. I don't. It doesn't usually happen when I tell this joke. Uh, <laughs> do you want to go on the company retreat? Um, <laughs> and I said no because retreat is for fucking cowards. <laughs> <laughs> Told him, let me know when you mount a company offensive, <laughs> you pussy. Uh, I think that, uh, I think that, uh, sex at a young age would be a lot easier to understand if birds and bees fucked. (laughs) Right? (laughs) But I feel like it would make life a lot harder to understand, probably. (laughs) Particularly if you're a bee. Because, like, birds have big dicks. If if uh, if Biggie Smalls was a bird that fucked bees, he'd be like, chirp chirp, where the honey's at. <laughs> if you don't think that impression is good, you can go fuck yourself. <laughs> That's a perfect impression. And the notorious B.I.G. was not a bee. Bird? What a bird? Oh well. <coughs> uh. Do you guys do you guys think that um <laughs> ha- <laughs> I was like I was like this is probably gonna happen at some point. Um uh you guys you guys know the hamburglar? <laughs> 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 
for those of you that don't know who the Hamburglar is, <laughs> the Hamburglar, he's, he's a guy, uh, and, his, and like his thing is that he, he steals hamburgers. <laughs> McDonald's loves this guy. He's like a really big deal there. They like make toys out of him and put them all over their bags. I don't know how this happened. <laughs> I feel like they'd have a pretty strict no hamburgling policy. But I don't know. Um, I've thought about, you look like if Seth Rogen and Jonah Hill had a baby and raised it in Miami. I think, uh, I think, I think that what happened with the Hamburglar, um, <laughs> we're doing this again. <laughs> I think that at one point the Hamburglar was just like a guy, just like a regular guy, um, who didn't work at McDonald's, uh, but he was still a Hamburglar. And he, and he applied for a job at McDonald's, right? And, and he was like the only underqualified guy for a job at McDonald's ever. Cause you know, um, but they were like, wait, we, we can't let this guy out in the wild. <laughs> we have no idea how many hamburgers he's going to hamburgle. So they're like, all right, we need our best guy on this. Ronald, he's your best friend now. <laughs> Ronald was like, fuck. This makes my job like way harder. <laughs> and, even, and then the guy came up to it, and then the hamburger comes up to him and is like, Hey man, it's so nice to meet you. Excited to be your friend. Did you also just get this job? And Ronald was like, Just don't touch my stuff and, <laughs> and stay away from Mayor McCheese. Do you guys think that uh, Visa sells a lot of debit cards to confused Mexicans? I'm sorry. Guys, I'm not a... I'm like okay at talking to girls. Uh, not awesome. Um, I think it'd be cool if I had, you know, better game, like I was better. I think it'd be especially fun to have like Disney Prince level game because what Disney Prince level game is, is that you go up to a girl and you just say some, some stuff that girls usually wouldn't respond very well to. Um, and then they get married with you in your castle. <laughs> like forever. This would be awesome, first of all, because it means I have a castle. <laughs> should be sweet uh but that also means that i could do like a pull a snow white on a girl and for those of you who don't know what that is uh yeah uh it's when you go up to a girl uh not just any girl like the finest girl in all the land uh and you're like <laughs> and you're like hey ashley uh you probably don't remember me i met you once like a year ago um but I heard that you were living with seven midgets and in a coma. So I decided to come out and make out with your face until you woke up. <laughs> Want to get married in my castle? <laughs> Always works. <laughs>
If only, guys. Um, I look at my phone if that's okay. This is this is. I'm like I can't enter the code. Fuck. <laughs> hey, you two, you two. Uh, you guys want to play two truths and a lie? Yeah, you 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 two guys. You guys want to play two truths and a lie? Alright, so here's two truths and a lie. I say two truths, truths and a lie about you guys, and then you tell me which are the truths and which is the lie. <laughs> Alright. He is your father. He is your boss at work. He is your friend. Which are the which are the two truths and which is the lie? Wow. So which one was the lie? <laughs> Is he not your friend? You guys should, what you should, do you guys not know each other's names? You should introduce each other. We're having fun. Fernando, this is Sophia. She is not your friend. She is your boss. <laughs> and you are her father. Guys, I'm I'm a <laughs> I'm pretty tall. Um, I'm pretty tall. Uh, people said tall people can't be funny. Um, whoever said that has never seen me walk. <laughs> <laughs> it's like um, it, it's it's like uh, it's like I'm a like a seal who is trained to balance a ball on his head, um, but the ball fell off like a couple of years back. <laughs> And I just haven't really noticed, <laughs> or it's or it's like I'm like I'm walking on eggshells, but I just don't give a shit about the eggshells. <laughs> you guys, I like I like to play Scrabble. Um, yeah, do you also like to play? It's a fun. It's it's like my favorite games of all the letter games. You know, fuck Boggle. Um, oh wait, I don't want to do this joke. Um, <laughs> Uh, they said pineapple makes your cum sweet. Uh, I don't, I don't know if this is true or not. Uh, I think they should do a MythBusters episode on it. <laughs> not like, not like, cause I care that much. Like most of my pineapple consumption is limited to Domino's Hawaiian. <laughs> but like, I just think it'd be fun if they set it up. They're like, we fed Adam <laughs> nothing but pineapple <laughs> for a month. And then they get like Jamie up here on his knees. And then Adam drops a big pineapple load over his stupid mustache. And then Jamie gets up and he's like, well, this isn't too bad. <laughs> and then Adam leans in real close to the camera and goes, consider this myth busted. <laughs> All right, that's my time. I'm Pete Bronson. Give it up for your host. Pete Bronson, rhyming, keeping it real, being awesome. Your next comedian is the last of the sober-ish people. Uh, he hasn't smoked this joint yet, and we're gonna we're gonna laugh at his jokes, you guys. He's hilarious. Clap wildly for Clay Newman. 
I'm going to be honest with you, Pam. I didn't time that cookie well. I, I thought I was going up 15 minutes ago, and uh, I was relatively sober then. How are you guys? Uh, I'm uh, a little about myself. Let's get to know each other. I'm a comedian. I'm a working actor, which, as you've all learned here tonight, means I drive for Lyft. It's no shame, brother. Well, there is inherent in the job, but it's like, it happens. Uh, people do ask the same kind of questions all the time. Like, who's the craziest person that's been in your car? I'm like, well, what's the craziest thing that's happened in your car? I bet the craziest things go down in your car. And I think they're thinking of the bus. It's like, I've done both, and that's where the crazy shit goes down. Like, if you're in my car, I've got your credit card. You can only get so wild back there. There's, there's a cleaning fee in my car. You could, you could take a shit in the bus. Nobody's going to charge you $50. Like, that camera in the front, that's a sticker. That doesn't work. Like, I've never had, for example, somebody get into my car and pull out a switchblade and use it to gut a swisher and then fill that swisher with weed and shrooms. I have seen that on a bus three times. Um, yes, you can smoke shrooms. It's not as good, it's not as good. Uh, it's pretty bold. It's pretty much just saying like, yeah, I've got extra shrooms. That's pretty much, <laughs> that's all, yeah, exactly. Uh, but it's, every time I see it, like I see somebody and they'll always light it up on the bus because why not at that point? Uh, I always want to ask if I could hit it, but they've still got the switchblade out, you know? <laughs> so, uh, th there was one crazy thing that did happen. Uh, do, we have a do we have any couples here? There's couples? Couples? All right. Let me just say, like, I've been in relationships. I know passions get high. I know that sometimes when passions are at a peak, you feel like you need to act out those desires. But don't do it in front of a fucking stranger, all right? Uh, I drive a Camry. If you're in my car, you're a foot and a half away from me. There's no privacy there. This couple is just never do this. God, disgusting. This couple in the backseat of my car quietly but passionately broke up with each other. <laughs> Uh, gross! I could have handled them fucking. I'm gonna be honest. Like mentally, I could have like just get mad, yell, kick them out. I know what to do in that situation. Them breaking up, I didn't know how to handle that. Like foot and a half away, I felt like I was getting dumped too. You guys, <laughs> it was very sad. Like I was just driving along, all I heard from the back seat, just minding my own business. All I hear is, babe. I don't even know it, Tiffany. Oh, fuck. That sounds bad. All right. <laughs> well, if you don't know Tiffany, why is Tiffany in your phone? Oh, come on. Have an answer, buddy. Please have an answer for that. Get us out of this one. Babe. Oh, no. Oh, you idiot. You idiot. I don't know. Have something planned. Come on, man. She's texting you right now. You saved her sexy tits, Tiffany. Oh, come on, man. Never save her sexy tits, Tiffany. That's terrible. Like, what could I do? How could I help? I don't have everybody hurts on the playlist. Like, there's nothing I could do to ease this situation. All I could think as I'm driving along is just to say, so, two stops then? Okay. It's an extra dollar and a half. All right. <laughs> 
felt bad, man. Dropped her off, tears in her eyes, took off with him. Like, all right, buddy, where to now? Where's the next chapter? It's like, take me to Tiffany's, obviously. <laughs> We're going to, going to Sexy Tits Tiffany's. She never yells at me in front of strangers. It's a mean ending. I don't like that ending. I'm going to rewrite that ending. Got to come up with a less sexist ending to that joke. Uh, I, I don't like single men. I don't like most single men. They set a very bad example for me. Uh, like I heard somebody genuinely use the phrase hunt for pussy recently. Like, yeah, not our president, but like just some random person. Like, you know, hunt for pussy. Are we still hunting for pussy people? Like, uh, isn't it time we give up the hunt? It's about to be 2017. I think we could stop hunting for pussy like we're cavemen and begin gathering for vagina. All right. <laughs> Let's be cave gentlemen. I actually did. This was nice. I went on a really good date. Like I, this was, uh, was a couple days ago. I went on a great date. You guys ever been on a date that's going so well that you think she's making fun of you? Does that make sense? Like, like I used to scuba dive when I was in high school. Like me too. I love scuba diving. Like oh, that's cool. <laughs> that's fucking awesome. I I do comedy. I love comedy. Like who's your favorite people? Robin Williams. Oh man, that's like that's my favorite comedian. Uh, do you like Spoon? Have you heard of the band Spoon? That's my favorite band. All right, you don't need to be a dick about it. <laughs> No, but I think it's good. I think it's good. Uh, either she's the meanest person in the world or it was a nice date. Um, <laughs> I, 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 don't, I don't know. Uh, single life is interesting. Uh, Tinder is an interesting place. I've done I, like st statistically well on Tinder. Uh, some of you who know me know I've cut my hair recently. That's because uh, this guy is kind of tired of meeting ladies with more body hair than me. Um, that is, I had a big Jufro, and that's the thing. When you're looking for somebody with 70s daddy's issues, you are going to get some 70s daddy hair. Uh, hmm. Man, between my haircut and all the Hillary Clinton jokes I lost, this has really been a tough time for comedy for me. You guys, uh, it's a terrible time to get the haircut. So I really thought I had four more years of those Hillary jokes. They were all right, too. They were not bad. Uh, I, I remember, like, I, I woke up the morning after the election. I woke up furious. Like, I'd, I, I was about to just, like, get on the phone and call my manager and, like, look, man, put me on tour in the South. We've been having fun in San Francisco too long. We're going to change the minds. Put me on you know what? Never mind the South. Let's go to Wisconsin. They matter, apparently. We're going to put me on tour in Wisconsin. We're going to laugh, but we're going to learn, too, all right? Clay Newman's not fucking around anymore, and I just got out of bed, and I was about to start packing my suitcase and make this phone call, and I realized I don't have a manager. <laughs> I don't even have a suitcase. None of this is feasible at all. I just get to hang out here in SF and yell at people that agree with me. But yeah, it's interesting. Like, anybody else get out and protest? Do anybody go to the protests? Like, I didn't protest per se, but I got stuck in traffic, so you know. <laughs> I helped. They protested and nobody was stuck in traffic. That was for nothing. I did my part. I wonder how it happened, though, like, like geographically, 
if you look at the map of how people voted, like not just as a country, but within California, uh, the only thing I could come to assume is that there's something about oceans that make people less racist. <laughs> there's something to it, man. Like, I don't know. I don't know what it is. Like, I, that maybe it's just like, maybe it's simple. Maybe people are just like, they have the opportunity to look out in the ocean and they look as far as they can see and they don't see Russia because they're not Sarah Palin. Uh, they just see endless waves. When you look out of the Pacific, you see endless waves. And you see that the world is bigger than you. The world's bigger than this country. Maybe the world doesn't care if you're from Mexico. Maybe you're a person just like everybody else. But then you look across a river and you're like, oh. I think Mexicans can get across that river. That's bad. <laughs> can you build a wall in a river? I don't know. We're going to find out. Maybe it's even simpler than that because, like, I have, a, I have a grandfather that voted for Trump and, like, we're, I, like I, don't, I don't like that. Like, I love him. We're from the same DNA. Like, we've got, to a certain extent, the same brain. And, like, I'm a pretty open-minded person. I don't, I don't know. I'm not trying to brag. I'm for, like, do you mind if I ask, like, what your ethnicity is, sir? What's your ethnic background? Uh, I'm Chinese, but I was born in South America. Chinese, born in South America. I'm okay with that. <laughs> Do you see how tolerant that was? I'm so open-minded. That didn't bother me even a little. Two completely different things. I'm okay with both of them. My grandpa, like, he wouldn't be able to understand it. And I just, I don't know. I don't know why, like, I don't know why I have all this extra room in my brain for pleasant thoughts, for thoughts of equality. Like, I think the only difference that it really is between us, the only reason I have the ability, the skill set, to be tolerant is GPS. Because um, we have the same brain, but I've never had to memorize a direction or an address in my entire life. Even when I was first learning to drive, we didn't have GPS per se, but we had Google Maps and printers. It's pretty much the same thing. I never had to know. Where, I don't know where my home is right now, but my phone does, and that's good enough for me. For my grandfather, on the other hand, if I actually took the time to explain to him that gay people getting married doesn't affect his life, if he really comprehended that, I'm worried he wouldn't know how to get home. He's never had GPS and his brain is full. I feel very bad. I want him to be okay with minorities, but he should also know where the hometown buffet is. That's fair. That's, he deserved that. Uh, well, I'm going to smoke some weed and think about what I just did, you guys. Thank you for listening. Clay Newman, going outside to smoke more weed. Yay, Clay Newman. Uh... Yeah, I was upset about that whole Trump thing too. I well, I realized when I woke up that morning that you know only some people hate black people, but everyone hates women. So that's that's what I've learned now. Now I can't have a woman president. Uh, all right, but you're next. You have your woman on the show. She's a backup. She's she's high, and it's gonna we're gonna have a fun time. Ten more minutes with her. Everybody, put your hands together for Jamie Lofton. Okay, I'm dying. Uh, <laughs> I'm dying and you guys did it to me. And I know you guys have been meeting up for two weeks and I know that you've been planning this. And here's the thing, 
I don't think it's fucking funny. <laughs> I don't like this. I feel like my body's full of sawdust. <laughs> and I want to play the oboe. <laughs> okay. This is perfect. Are you guys ready for a hard left? I've got a hard left. Okay. Higher than I've ever been in my life. Feeling like... That was disgusting. I won't say it. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, oh, no. It's gone. Um, does anyone remember what I was saying? You were going to say disgusting. Hard left. Hard left. Oh, guys, I called a suicide line a couple of months ago. <laughs> that was... I freaking plum forgot. Uh, I did. Uh, I did, and uh, I know that like talking about stuff like that sometimes makes people uncomfortable. So I always come sort of pre prepared with like a few calming phrases and images to like bring us all into the joke, you know. So here's I've got three of them. Here are my three favorites. Uh, the first one is uh, free hummus samples. Oh, I'm feeling better already. <laughs> Uh, the second one, uh, kissing your dad on the lips by accident at Thanksgiving, but you feel okay about it. <laughs> no harm, no foul. Uh, and then the third one, my favorite, is uh, uh, and imagine a horse proudly trotting through a meadow the morning after her successful gender reassignment. Wow. <laughs> There's a story there. Okay, can I, are you calm? Can I tell the story about the suicide hotline? Okay, so I uh, I did. I called the suicide hotline. I was having a whole bunch of fun. We'll get there. Anyways, I, uh, but it was a Saturday night, uh, and, and I, I called him up and uh, was on hold for 45 minutes, which, uh there's a lot of ways you could kill yourself in 45 <laughs> minutes. I know because I spent 45 minutes brainstorming them in a Word document. Uh, but eventually I got through. And uh, I, I talked to this girl. She was I, young. She sounded like she was you know, maybe in college and uh, very sweet. But then as soon as I started talking to her, I remembered like, oh, people who work here are volunteers. You know, like they're, do they care if you die? <laughs> like, they're not losing money if you die, is the point. And, but also just think, like, if you've ever volunteered for something, think about how qualified you were for that position, you know? Uh, like, I, a couple months ago, I had a Bernie Sanders supporter when it was not going well, uh, offer to pay me $10 to take all of his flyers so he could go home. Like, that's, that's volunteering. I joined, I joined the key club in high school just so I could get fingered by Stephen Walsh behind the skating rink. And that shit worked. Does it show a kindness of spirit? No. But anyways, I, I, I uh, talked to this. Uh, I talked to this girl on the other line. Her name was Clara. She was so nice. I explained to her what was going on, and she was, you know, really trying to engage. She she was like, "Hi, this is Clara. Life's worth living," you know. <laughs> 
and you talk to her a little bit more and uh again she this was a saturday night and she's like uh well uh did you know that game of thrones is on on sunday and that means that you might want to live till tomorrow because it's gonna be a good one you know (laughs) you know and then like my inner bully is ignited and I was like, uh, well, Clara, I don't fucking watch Game of Thrones cause I'm not a loser. And I was like ready to cyber bully this suicide hotline operator to death. And uh, she, she was very sweet about it. She was like, well, uh, if you don't have HBO Go, I have my uncle's password if you want it. <laughs> And like, so not only am I feeling a lot better, but I have HBO now, which is pretty amazing. There's a light at the end of the tunnel is what I'm saying. Okay, uh, not this isn't a hard left, it's more like I wanted these. Uh, <laughs> oh, I, I didn't want to say that, okay. Uh, so, uh, I, I recently, I got diagnosed with, uh, bipolar disorder, uh, a couple of months ago, and I, um, you know, which, like, what, uh, who cares? Uh, <laughs> I went home to Massachusetts to sort of, you know, just, like, visit my family and sort of get my, my footing again, and, uh, uh, my dad picked me up at the airport. My dad's awesome. We have a great relationship. We have a relationship. We're in a relationship, you know? <laughs> um... <laughs> But he, he picked me up. Uh, he's a sort of traditional uh, New England dad. And uh, I, he was like, okay, so what's going on, Jamie? And I was like, well, I got diagnosed with bipolar, but I got medicine, and I think it's going to be okay. And then he was like, oh, that's so weird. There's no history of bipolar in our family. Oh, by the way, did I tell you I got so mad out of nowhere yesterday that I stomped on a bat until it died? <laughs> I was like, do you hear your words? <laughs> like, and then he started, I'm gonna, I cannot stop thinking about it. It's haunting my every waking thought. I'm gonna walk you through it. Uh, it's terrifying. Okay, uh, so, so he's driving home uh, telling me, you know, I've never felt less mentally ill in my entire life <laughs> as he details this story about how he prison style executed a bat. Uh, <laughs> But uh, he, so, so a bat got into our house. That was what happened. And I wasn't surprised to hear that a bat had entered our house because my dad for my entire life has like chain smoked Marlboros outside on our porch with the door wide open so as to invite bats. <laughs> and there was a story about when I was a baby and there was just a bat flying around my crib and I think that it put a curse on me and that's why I'm like this now, you know? (laughs) But anyways, we'd caught bats, we knew how to catch bats, and uh, this is the first time my dad is uh, living like by himself in his entire life, so like, but he, no one taught him how to not make his house a a spooky aviary, (laughs) so, so a bat flies in one night, and what you gotta do to catch a bat, because I've done it multiple times, I'm very brave and strong. Okay. Uh, what you do is you get a towel, you, you get the bat in the corner, you throw it over the bat, you take it down like a very scary balloon, and you set it free. 
and humane, no harm, no foul. Uh, so we, we'd done this before, but my dad's getting older. And so what he does is he quarantines himself in a very tiny bathroom upstairs with an angry bat, only to realize that he forgets how to catch a bat. <laughs> And so he pulls his phone out and starts to Google how to catch a bat, which is like the equivalent of being at gunpoint and, and saying, like, I should sign up for karate. You know? <laughs> like, maybe this could have been prevented if I could chop, you know. Uh, so my dad is terrified and uh, doesn't really know how to use a keypad. So eventually he gets, dis uh, he, he gets uh, distressed. He shuts the bat in the bathroom and he goes downstairs to chain smoke and, and let more bats in the house. <laughs> and while he's doing that, uh, our neighbor, Kurt, walks by. Very nice guys, lived next door forever. And my dad, I've inherited a few things from my dad. Um, I do, th like, I, because of that comment, I do think that uh, I inherited bipolar disorder from him because of this entire story. And <laughs> the other thing that I inherited from him is uh, terrible social skills. And, and third is a closed mouth laugh, the most sinister of the laughs, you know? <laughs> It's like a, <laughs> you know, people do not like that laugh. They, it makes them think you want to eat their skin. Um, but so that, w that was what I'd inherited from him. But so he, he says hi to our neighbor and he's like socially weird. So he's like, <laughs> you know, and uh, he, he goes and talks to our neighbor, Kurt. And it's a fairly traditional neighborly conversation until the end when Kurt drops a bomb. He says, Oh, Mike, by the way, did I tell you my mom died suddenly two days ago? It was really sudden, and I'm sad, right? He just drops that bomb. Now my dad owes this man 10 minutes minimum of human empathy. <laughs> but he's telling the story, and, and he's saying, like, well, uh, it, was, it was hard for me to focus on, on Kurt's dead mom because I could see the bat flying in the bathroom right behind his head. I left the light on. <laughs> So he's ignoring this, uh, that our dear friend's very sad story. And eventually, you know, Kurt shuts the fuck up about his dead mom, because like, what a, what a pain in the ass. And my dad goes in, he boots up the gateway laptop, figures out how to catch a bat, and then goes upstairs. He can't find a towel, so he just uses literally the blanket my little brother was born in. He's his only son. He's like, this'll do, you know? Time to catch a bat, and he does it. Uh, so far, my dad has not displayed bipolar tendencies. He's only been a, a dumb fucking old white guy, right? But it, it, it's, a, it's not done. This should be the end of the story, because you just go outside with the bat balloon thing, and you release it, and then you feel good about yourself. Uh, but what my dad did was he went out into our driveway to release the bat, and then his brain broke a little bit. And he thought to himself, well, if I release the bat now, it's going to figure out how to get back in the house. It's going to bring all its bat friends. They're going to sleep in my bed. They're going to use my toilet, you know. <laughs> and so instead, he's like, okay, I'm going to walk this bat a few blocks down and release it there. So it's 11 o'clock at night, older New England man walking with a flying blanket <laughs> down the street. Uh, he goes down the street, 
again, this is where the story should end. You should release the bat and uh, you do the very specific walk of shame back to his house. Uh, but he doesn't. His brain breaks a second time. And he's like, well, if I release the bat now, then it's going to be mad. It's going to attack me. And, and I quote, maybe scratch my nose. <laughs> Which is almost the most confusing part of this story because my dad doesn't have like a particularly dope nose. I don't know like why that was number one, but it was. And so instead of releasing the bat, he held the bat in one hand and he picked up a large stone with the other hand. And he bludgeons the bat and the bat dies immediately. (laughs) And this should also be where the story ends. But by this time, we're in the car, and, and my dad is, like, really taking a, a weird, sadistic pleasure that makes me want to uh, eject myself from the car. Uh, and he's like, but at that point, I was just pretty mad. And so what he did when the bat was dead was he, in the blanket his only son was born in, stomped on it repeatedly, curb-stomping it, prison-style execution, until the blanket was soaked in the blood of his enemies. <laughs> and then by, by now we're pulling up to our house and he's like, and yeah, so I whipped the blanket around like Indiana Jones and threw it in the woods. I was like, okay. <laughs> there, this explains so much, first of all, thank you. And, uh, <laughs> and he was like, well, Jamie, the only reason I tell you that is because I think there might be a bat in the house. <laughs> I was like, oh, really? Because you just described the brutal murder of a bat to me. And uh, he, then he did that thing. He did the closed mouth smile. And he went, <laughs> I think his family saw me do it. All right. Thanks, MJ. <laughs> Jamie Loftus, yay! That was a very, you're, I want to meet your dad. Bring him out here. All right. Uh, we have your headliner tonight. He is nice and stoned. Yeah, he's okay. Hey, everybody, get to see him a second time. Clap wildly for Clay, or Clay Newman. I've become so high that I changed genders. I'm Clay Newman now. Oh, all right. This is already going terribly. Um <laughs> No, 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 I gotta do it myself! <laughs> How are you all again? Um, God damn it, Pam. Like, what did you put in that joint? That was aggressive. Like, that was like. Like, that joint reminds me. Like, have you ever gone through a uh, drive through and you ask for, like, they give you ketchup? but then you have the gall to ask for more ketchup. <laughs> they give you a ketchup. You're like, hey, man, can I get a little more? And then they give you all of the ketchup, like a sarcastic about it. Yeah, you want ketchup? Eat all the fucking ketchup! That was Pam's joint. Um, it's exactly like, I don't know, Pam. I smoke a lot of weed. Oh, do you? Ugh. Uh... This is like the, the big old joint like that is rough for me too because I smoke cigarettes. Like that's we got weak lungs. Cigarette lungs are sad. Like I, uh, I, I don't know. I know I'm addicted, and anybody that smokes cigarettes knows they're addicted because there's like yeah, you know, man. There's a point like 
Every smoker has this point where for the first time in their life, they hawk a loogie and it comes out black. They literally cough out black shit. They just like, they just look down at it and like, huh. I guess black shit comes out of me now. All right. <laughs> that's that's never anybody's last cigarette. It's like, it's just a conversation piece for the next cigarette. Um, oh, man. I, uh, you know, you, you said, I was thinking about this. You said uh, after my last set that we found out that only some of America is racist, but all of them are sexist. And I don't know, Pam. Like, I don't know. Uh... Cause I don't know if they're sexist or hate robots like that's I can't tell we had Hillary Clinton it's hard to say if they hate women or robots like like I wish I could have sat down with Hillary before the last couple days when she really had a chance to save it and I wish I could have just sat down with her and said Hillary zero one one zero one zero one zero one one zero zero I'm just sad Elizabeth Warren didn't get a chance. That's all that was. That's all. I just like my emails from Elizabeth Warren. Um, anybody else accidentally uh, fill out that website? Whoops. Uh, you fucking, you want to support your friends, and then you get emails from Elizabeth Warren for the rest of your life. All right. Got to cheers to that. I'll take it. That's an applause break in Mutiny Radio, by the way. Uh, I hope you know that. Um, you guys have got actual applause breaks? I don't know what that is. That's incredible. You you broke the show. Um, I I love San Francisco, man. It's uh, it's a weird place. It's always like it's always had a group of people that the city is angry at. Like at the moment, it's techies, uh, and I feel like techies like the, I don't know any of them that voted for Trump, but I feel like to a certain extent they have to be happy that Trump is president just because San Franciscans have somebody else to yell about now. Like that's got to be really in the same way that hipsters all of a sudden they're like, all right, nobody gives a shit about my tight pants. The techies are here, like. Before that, we I don't know, we hated the Irish. I wasn't here that long. Um, I don't remember who we hated before the hipsters, but San Francisco's always hated somebody. And it's like, no matter who the enemy is, it's always the same fucking city for the most part. Like, it's always the place that has the most rich and most poor people living blocks away from each other. It's mind-blowing to me. Like, you can go to Van Ness and you can buy a $2 million car from a refined British gentleman, and then you can take that car three blocks into the Tenderloin and get a $4 blowjob in it <laughs> from a refined British transvestite. They're both named Benedict Cumberbatch for some reason. I don't know. The transvestite just spells it sexier. <laughs> like most good San Franciscans, I lived in Oakland for a while. Uh, that's that's part of it. Oakland, like, it's got a reputation literally around the world as a ghetto place. Around the world. Like, people in China are like, oh, no, Oakland. <laughs> You know, I, I, I consciously didn't do the voice, but then I still did the hands, and that, like, that was as racist. Um, <laughs> that's, damn it. It's hard. Um, no, but it's not really fair, though. Like, Oakland's got a lot of really nice places, especially these days. Like, where I lived, I lived on Fruitvale. That name, like, bears fear in itself. I lived on Fruitvale, but I lived, like, halfway up a hill. And I gotta be honest with you, uphill on Fruitvale was lovely. There's, like birds chirping a sweet tune 
squirrels playfully running across the street, cars stopping for them. A banner read, Oakland, the land of oak. It was beautiful uphill on Fruitvale. But downhill, the squirrels had been shot. Downhill on Fruitvale, there were still the sounds of birds chirping, but it was just a drug dealer's ringtone. The banner read, Oakland, hurry up and get to Berkeley. And that's actually, like, that's a social dynamic that's kind of the same in SF, like, in LA, like a lot of places, like, the farther you go uphill, it's not just nicer, it's safer for some reason. Like, most big cities have that. Like, the Hollywood Hills are so much safer than Sunset Boulevard. And same with, like, like if you're on Market Street, like, I think the reason it's so much safer uphill is crackheads don't have the lung capacity to get up there. <laughs> like, I, I smoke cigarettes. I'm winning to get it on this stage. I can only imagine. Like, if you smoke... Next time you're hanging out on Polk Street, just test this out. Like, if you're on Polk Street and a crackhead bothers you, just try casually walking uphill. Uh, you don't have to run away. Just casually walk. I'm pretty sure he's going to get winded and lose interest. You know, y'all don't believe me. I'm going to go to Wikipedia tonight and make it a fact. All right? <laughs> Crackheads, they don't, they can't go uphill. There's no way they can physically go uphill. They're like bears, but reverse. <laughs> Am I not making any sense at all? Like, do you not know that bears can't go downhill? Am I smoking too much weed or all you smoking too much weed? How do you not know this? Bears can't run downhill. That is crucial camping information. Yeah. Bears like, don't play dead. The bear knows that trick. He's going to eat your face. Bears can't run downhill. Imagine it. Just picture a bear's body. They got these gorgeous hind limbs and pathetic front limbs. They think about their tiny little... It's an evolutionary thing. It's so they can reach up on their hind... We're just going to switch from Comedy Central to Animal Planet just for a second to do this. They, they, just, they can reach up on their hind legs and with their tiny little front legs, they balance and they can reach things like berries and honey adorably, but... They can't sprint downhill with tiny front legs and giant back legs. The physics don't work. It can't, it's the wrong side of a triangle. It'll just tumble down and injure its bare self. Yeah. I don't know how you don't know that. I think about that a lot. <laughs> I think about that. I've got to be honest. I think about that too much. Um, so I, I, I started having these dreams where... Uh, I don't know, it's weird. Maybe you could relate. Like, I'm stuck halfway up a hill, and there's a, a bear above me and a crackhead below me. <laughs> you just run laterally and hope they fight each other? I don't know. <laughs> Do crackheads like honey, too? <laughs> hmm. That was a fun tale we all went on. That was exciting. That was good. Uh, I like this show because doing comedy, even though you've done jokes before, it's about pretending like you've never done it before. And this show is great because I genuinely don't know if I'm going to remember the ending to these jokes. <laughs> Do you know how fresh that makes it? How exciting that is for all of us? Very. That's how. 
Uh, oh my God, my mouth is dry as fuck. This is uh, an extra element I didn't plan on. Um, marijuana is a substance that, like, it's always been near dear to my heart because I got. I'm not always one to like stop myself from excess and it's comfortable knowing that there's a substance out there that I can't overdose on. That's nice. That's good to know. Like you give me all the Coke, I'm going to die. Uh, I will literally die. But if you give me all the weed, I'm not going to die. If I'm too high after bowl number seven, my fingers are going to be way too beautiful to pack bowl number eight. <laughs> it's never going to happen. Like, there's times where maybe I'm too high and I'll want to smoke more because you kind of still have that with weed. Like, sometimes when you're too high, you want to smoke more, but you don't. You know why? Because you don't know where your weed is. <laughs> it's self-containing. It's great. <laughs> coke people don't have that problem. Like, coke, they, coke people know where the cocaine is. Uh, <laughs> you know where the cocaine is when you're talking to them. You're like, hey, man, how's it going, dude? Have a good... Yeah, no, it's a fun party. Did you see Steve over there? He's pretty good no just <laughs> there's just this urgency that i don't understand people get a gram of cocaine and they treat it like it's a pint of ben and jerry's and nobody owns a freezer <laughs> i'm like let's do a little bit no we gotta do this tonight <laughs> it'll stay no if we leave it out my roommates will get it a terrible pantomime on my part that was really lazy this is neither ice cream or cocaine don't share your desserts or your drugs with that person i just wish like like i do wish you could do a little bit of blow like it's just not in its nature like you can smoke a joint and watch a movie with a friend that's a lovely afternoon that's my regular saturday like i love smoking a joint and watching a movie with a friend you can't like Go to the century, do a bump in the bathroom with a buddy, and then sit through the Avengers. Like, that's not, that's not fun for anybody. You're both just sweaty in the cool theater. You're angry. You're horny. You don't know how you feel about Thor. It's just so handsome. How come a god gets to be a superhero? It's cheating. So many questions. So many questions. <laughs> uh, my favorite superhero of all time uh, is Batman. Uh, I like Batman. Uh, people often talk about Batman versus Superman. Uh, and I don't know, like, Batman's so much cooler. Superman has the power of super. That's fucking, like, how boring is that? That's so dumb. Like, Superman, the only thing that kills Superman kills everybody else. Like, his weaknesses could may as well be cancer. Like, it's terrible. Superman's so boring. But Batman's human, you know? His superpower, like, all right, let me just put it this way. Superman may fight for the American way, but Batman's superpower is capitalism. He fights with the American way, you guys. What's more patriotic, fighting for America or with America? Batman is America's big dick. That's all I'm saying. Superman is just a pretty face. I don't know why that's where I went. Um, sometimes you just write Batman's big dick in your diary and you got to get there somehow on stage. That wasn't the way to do it, apparently.
<laughs> uh, I've been doing a lot of riding recently, um, but most of it is just angry letters to Lyft, uh, which is frustrating as a driver. They're not good jokes, but they're very impassioned. I feel pretty good about them. Um, it's uh, it's a fun game I've been playing called How Low Can I Get My Rating Without Getting Fired? It's, it's pretty fun. It's pretty fun. People love when they get in your car. Uh, you know you, you know it is. Like you order up a lift line and you get in somebody's car. And like, hey, man, how's your day going? Like, good. Hadn't gotten too many lines until now. People love that. People are really fond of that kind of attitude to the driver. Um <laughs> Uh, I want to go back to to uh, Postmates, but I got burned on a job. I got burned on a Postmates gig. I got hired to put up lost dog flyers. Okay? I got hired to put up lost dog flyers, and I took it seriously. I put up lost dog flyers, and I even emailed them a week later. Like, hey, find the dog? Guess what? Not only did they find the dog... They hired somebody else to take down the flyers. What the fuck? Oh, Postmates, come on. I was so qualified for that job. I knew where I put them up. <laughs> Very upsetting. Uh, all right, thank you, Pam. I was, uh, I don't know what time it is anymore, so that was a very long nine minutes. Uh, <laughs> um, though I do think it's safe to say that this is the best comedy you guys have ever seen. Um, <laughs> I think it's fair to say that anytime you're at Beauty Radio. Uh, I, I hope, like, I don't know where this is going for me, but I hope someday you guys are watching Comedy Central and, like, maybe the time you think about when you saw me here and you'll say to yourselves, that Clay Newman guy, I wonder if he's watching Comedy Central too. <laughs> I'll get there someday, y'all. Give it up for Pam and get up for the rest of the comics. They were all great. Yay! I'm gonna blow your minds with one thing, and then and then we'll get out of here. Um, T-Rex's bones were put back together wrong. Okay, right, right. Why? Why would he have those big, beefy legs and those tiny little faggy arms? What's what's the purpose? It's not. It's and why he has a hip bone? What, why would you take an articulated spine and then put a hip bone on the back of it? Why? But he has rib cage and no breastbone. I deboned three birds last week for, for Thanksgiving, and I know I've never seen a bird without a breastbone. So if you take his hips and make it into a breastbone, then he has big beefy wings. Am I blowing your minds yet? Right? Why would we have all this dragon mythology if there were no dragons? There were dragons! It's a T-Rex! The dragon is a T-Rex! Just go share, go share my theory with the small children of the world. It just taught me that uh, everything they tell you is wrong and lies. Everyone believes, everyone believes that the T-Rex is the way he is. And his muscle twitch, they figured out he could only run like 20 miles an hour. Why would the biggest, most amazing thing only be able to run 20 miles an hour? Nay, flying. Okay. 
<laughs> these are stoner thoughts. I'll leave you guys with that big <laughs> late night stoner thought. Thank you guys so much for being here on Pemtestex Comedy Clubhouse. I hope everyone enjoyed the treats. And uh, we're here every Friday at 8 o'clock. So uh, clap it up again for all the people you saw tonight. Yay! And uh, turn around and clap for Zunzu running the ones and twos and back and laughing at all the jokes. And clap it up for yourselves. Yay, you! Yay! On, I'm sorry. For the Dragaholic booth. For the Dragaholic booth. Yeah. Fabulous. Right. So I saw that. I so you said I'm sorry. I could. Oh, you. The, <laughs> I, me and Aju are going to be hosting the booth on Saturday. 
Um, and what are your responsibilities? Do you sell well, things? We're, we're just going to be schmoozing. Looking fabulous? Trying to get, looking fabulous and trying to get people to come take a picture and post their picture on on social media with yeah. the hashtag of Dragaholics. So Finally, you may be able to sell that T-shirt inventory uh, of yours. Yeah, I wish I could. <laughs> I'm not going to do that at DragCon because I'm going to be working for Dragaholic. But, oh, okay. But, there, I mean, you can, if, you, if you're going to DragCon... Come by the Dragaholic booth because and say if hi. you take a picture and you post it on on either Twitter or Instagram with the hashtag that we give you. With the, I don't know what the actual hashtag is going to oh. be. Oh, secret! I think it's like Dragaholic Dragcon. I don't know what the hashtag it's, is. It's drink be, me. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, something like that. It's, Drag me. But whatever whatever the hashtag is, if you if you tag it, mm-hmm. then you're in, automatically entered each day that you do that into an a. a uh, drawing for a two hundred and fifty dollar Amazon gift card. Oh, all right. I know, right? Okay. Hello. Uh, okay. Well, thank you, <laughs> Miss Miss Longwinded. That was and, oh, oh and, and and I forgot to tell you the other thing I was going to tell you about while I was here. Was oh, Lord, that, have mercy. That I know. I hey, I got to get all this shit out in like two Woo minutes. in the house again? Woo's in the house. Um, I got. I have my circus show has gone to two uh, two days a month now. To the second and the fourth Saturday. Night. That's over. That's a, folks listening to us, that's down. Then do you know the way to San Jose yeah, area? Uh, circus, over at, yes. That's over at um, circus is is San Jose's answer to San Francisco drag. Yes. <laughs> it's the tranny shack of I, San really, Jose. It's the, tra- it's the tranny shack of San Jose. Yes. It's um. I I really wanted to showcase like the alternative sides of drag in San Jose, and we didn't really have an outlet for that in San Jose. So I started my own show down in San Jose called Circus. Okay. C-I-R-Q hyphen U-S. Circus. It's got to be different. Circus, yes. And, it, and it's, a, it's a fun show. It's, it's, it's pretty much runs the gamut of everything drag is, is out there. So... I think your award music is going off. You're getting cut off now, darling. <laughs> <laughs> the countdown has started. The, the, the clock is ticking in the background. I can see it. It's oh, a, good lord, were you... All right, yes. Uh, yeah, okay, you can what time is it? You guys, it's that it's, time. It's that time. It's my favorite part of the show. Final oh. thoughts. So we'll save you for last, woo-woo, because oh. we know you have final Let's thoughts. That's why. <laughs> intensive care, thank you so much for coming It's by. Intensive Claire, C-L-A-I-R-E. Oh, That's okay. Claire. We have to come back again and talk more, because you didn't really get a full... No, wah- you didn't get the full experience. breath of my, of my voice here. I just want to grab this. It's so big in my face. <laughs> wow. I can, I can see woo has gotten you a bit up. Well, a bit riled up. <laughs> <laughs> that cop in our... Ooh, I want a cop in me. Yeah, he'll... Uh, oh. Well, oh. your card's right. Is it... Is it <laughs> now, is the FCC... Is this FCC regulated? Is this... No, know. it is not. You might, okay. you might have to do something naughty and break the law right now. He didn't think to bring it, but next time he definitely will. I will bring it. Next time I'll... Next time I know that you're All here, right, lady. I'll bring your handcuffs. Yeah, daddy. Oh, <laughs> that was, okay. That was so those hard. are my final thoughts. Final thoughts. <laughs> okay. I don't think they're final, though. Ma- Mr. Samuel Galvao. So next time you're in the Tenderloin and you see someone having a mental health issue that might be considered crises, um, 
hit the app concern, C-O-N-C-R-N, and instead of uh, having the police come and respond, have two responders that are coming with music, art, compassion, understanding, and love uh, do the same thing except better. Wow. It's beautiful. Yeah. Really, really good. Um, and we have uh, training every Saturday from noon to 4 p.m. We call it Compassionate Response Training. This Saturday, if you're not at DragCon, come. It's going to be Compassion Cultivation Training and Diversity Inclusion Bias Awareness Training. All right. I love that. It's at podcasts.pcrcollective.com.